Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the Success Secret Podcast with Rosso Santarev. I am excited to introduce you to a series of conversations with some of the most successful and inspiring individuals from various industries. My aim is to dive into the stories behind their success and explore the knowledge, strategies, habits, mindsets, and wisdom that have propelled their success. Each episode of the Success Grid podcast will feature a different guest who will share their unique journey, the challenges they faced, and the lessons they have learned along the way. I will also be covering topics from entrepreneurship and innovation to leadership and personal development. Whether you are an inspiring entrepreneur, a seasoned business professional, or just someone looking to improve your life, the Success Grid podcast is for you. My goal is to bring you valuable insights and inspiration that will help you achieve your own success in business and life. So get ready to learn and be inspired. The Success Secret Podcast starts now. Hello and welcome Success Secret Nation to this episode of the Success Secret Podcast. In this episode, we are going to be talking about proven fighter pilot strategies to ensure success. Dom Slice Tyke, he brings his fighter pilot background and applies them to guide goal-oriented individuals with techniques that American fighter pilots use to ensure mission success. High output individuals struggle with information overload, so he created a large online group of fighter pilots to guide action takers in short, impactful steps. So, Dom, welcome to the Success Secret Podcast. Thanks, thanks, Hussein. I'm uh, excited to to chat a little bit about entrepreneurship and you know just kind of using your experience as you go along through your life to build upon that. Yeah, awesome to have you here. So, Dom, first of all, I want to ask you about you are a fighter pilot. I think we all watched uh, Top Gun. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how much you are related to these, close to this kind of atmosphere. Uh, but I want to ask you about your call, call sign or call name. Like when we yeah. watch that movie, everyone knows Maverick. So your, your call sign is Slice. So can you slice things for us here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that the gist of it was um, as a young, I mean, I've been called a lot worse um, as a fighter pilot, but um, on one of the sorties, one of the flights that I had as a young fighter pilot, um, I made a mistake and pointed at another aircraft for too long and and uh, had a close pass. And so when they, they named me in the uh, fighter squadron, um, they said I tried to slice my uh, instructor in half, um, and that's... That's the uh, the genesis and the the general gist of the story. 
<laughs> that happens, I guess. So it's not an easy job yeah. to do, I assume. Yeah. So now yeah. with your career, can you tell us about why you personally, your reason why have you joined the Air Force or why did you become a pilot? Did you have yeah, passion so, for it growing up? Yeah, and I think the the main push behind that was the uh, I was very intrigued and that intrigue turned into more of a uh, an obsession to see if I could become a fighter pilot. And, you know, as a young kid, I, I've always loved airplanes. I always wanted to be a pilot. Um, and I started my career actually in the civilian world, um, teaching people how to fly. So before I even joined the military, I had been flying for a number of years and um, I was still pretty young. So I, I decided to apply to one of the service uh, routes through uh, officer training school and I got picked up there and then the rest is history. Once you get once you get selected though and you go to pilot training then you compete um, within your your pilot training classes to to get to a fighter jet essentially if that's what you want to do or the aircraft that you're looking to do because some people um, prefer flying different type of aircraft uh, whether that's helicopters or heavy uh, heavy aircraft but uh, I just had always been fairly um, passionate about seeing if I could become a fighter pilot and it, and it uh, ended up, you know, becoming a reality. Yeah, that's amazing. But the thing is, I assume I have not experienced being in the military, for example, or a fighter pilot, but it's, is it how the mind, your mindset went on when you are started going there every day and training and maybe fighting? So like, is it something hard in your mind and your body? How did you have this kind of motivation to learn from other people, to apply what they teach you? Or did you think that at some point that you didn't have this strength to go on? Or did you know that you had the strength to go on no matter what is going to be in your way? Yeah, it was. it's the, the last part of that, Hussein, is the, um, you know, I, I have always been a, a very driven individual and a very proactive person. So I'm, I'm not a passive just sit back and see what happens kind of guy. Um, so even through my civilian years in college, um, I was very proactive. So if, you know, if the semester started off and I had to write a paper, usually in the first week or two of that semester, I would write the paper just to get it over with and to get, get ahead uh, of where I needed to be. So um, I, I've always been driven to, to do that kind of stuff. And, and so when I joined, um, you know, when I went through officer training, I didn't particularly like shaving my head and marching and doing all of that stuff that I had to do. Um, but you know, I, I figured that the bigger, the bigger piece of it was that I got to fly, uh, really cool airplanes and hopefully fighter jets in the future. So that kept me, that kept me kind of driven. And then when I was in pilot training, a lot of the same study habits and the same drive that I had in college, um, followed me. So I, I wanted to give myself the best chance. Um, because, you know, as you go through pilot training, if you don't get selected to go down the fighter pilot track, it's very, very difficult. Um, if you don't go through that initial training, um, to come back and try to get into that training, I'm not saying that it's impossible, but it's very rare. So mm -hmm. I wanted to give myself every opportunity, um, to do that. And, I took very few days off in pilot training um, because I just I wanted to prove it to myself that I could do it, and uh, it worked. Mm, that's amazing. So now, like we know, 
regular people they have sometimes we have as humans this kind of weak mindset but you mentioned that these things drove you to achieve more this kind of hunger for the for the profession let's say right to do what you do so is there something that you have learned now i know that you wrote some books in collaboration with others fighters like you right and you done your business have your business but what are the things or simple things that that you have learned from your experience that regular people the regular john doe can can do yeah. in their own life do you think yeah yeah i think that's you know the the things that i've learned if i if i could go back and talk to the younger me was um it was you know because i think what i wanted to kind of focus on for this this episode is just building building on your past experience for for what's next because even if you're doing something mundane or boring um, there's there's something there that you can learn from it and during my civilian years in college it was all about getting my homework on in time preparing for a speech you know making sure that i studied for the next test or that i was at home studying for my next flight um, before i went up and flew so it was very uh i, I Yes, I relied on other people to kind of coach me through that process, but it was very just about me. And pilot training was the same thing. It was, it was very much, yes, we're, we're a, we were in a classroom together as a class, and yes, you can take out the trash and make popcorn and, and do stuff as a class, but a lot of it was just self-study. And so I think as I moved forward in my early years as an officer and a fighter pilot, um, I took a lot of those habits that were very me centered and, um, I could have done a lot better at being a, a, a team player and, um, I could have saved myself a lot of headache by, um, just reaching out and putting my pride behind me and reaching out to somebody that had already done what I was doing and, and asked for their help and asked for their, their coaching or their guidance. Mm. Um, and I think a lot of, a lot of that comes from just being. Um, a fairly stubborn person and I'm, um, I'm a very hard worker, but that doesn't mean that, you know, I, the way that I work now is, is smarter versus harder. So I, I reach out cause usually there's somebody that has already, uh, gone before you to do that. So it doesn't matter if you're a fighter pilot or not, if you work, um, in a, in a team setting, or if you own a business or you're an entrepreneur, there's going to be somebody out there as you are taking those next steps that have, has most likely seen or done something like you're doing, uh, and you can reach out to them and, and maybe get some ideas to, uh, to help you with that endeavor. So I think that was kind of the big thing that I learned from then till now. And, you know, it was, it was, a, it was kind of a harsh reality, admitting that to myself that I could have really um, gotten a lot more acceleration and gotten a lot more done had I just put my pride behind me and said, hey, I need some help. I don't know what I'm doing versus just trying to figure it out on my own, which is what I had done for so many years. Yeah, this is like a lot of us, sometimes we put our ego in front of us and we don't want other people to teach us. Like you mentioned something that very important here also that I can look at from other angle, which is you have to be patient with the process, right? Because yeah. some things take time. Like you don't become a fighter pilot in a month. I assume you took like maybe a year, two years, maybe in the process, planning and training and 
all of these things you went to you studied things in theory in theory right and you then went into practical flying the planes the fighter jets so things take time for us to actually reach a certain level let's say of mastery right because there are levels of mastery you are you first of all you don't know anything about whatever it is that you want to learn and then are there are some people that can help you reach a point where you are good at it and after that you reach a certain point where you are a master basically you can do whatever it is when your eyes are closed so how important it is to have this kind of patient with the process and remain sane at the same time and not give up during the process because a lot of people think that they they let's say think they, that they have instant gratification for things or have things immediately or they can be good at something in like a day or two yeah i you you kind of hit the nail on the head where we it, it takes a while to become a fighter pilot it takes a while to start a business when you're in, when you're an entrepreneur especially in that first year when you're starting out um, you're, there's a lot of learning going on. And if you're like me, Hussein, unfortunately, I am a very impatient person when it comes to uh, the process and getting it going. Um, but I do have a lot of um, initial momentum to get something going. Um, so if you're not someone that is, is self-motivated, um, you might need somebody on your team if you're a business owner or an entrepreneur that can, that can keep the keep the momentum going in that first year, because it's a very important um, time to get to get a business up and running on its feet. There's a lot. I mean, you're starting from scratch. Um, but the thing the thing that I learned through all of that was, you know, obviously um, learning from my past mistakes, asking for help, but then specifically in the in in business and being an entrepreneur. And when I started that, it wasn't until the second or third year um, of owning one of my businesses and I started, I literally fired myself from jobs. So I would sit back and I would just ask myself, is this the best use of my time? And am I the best fit for this piece of the business? And almost always the answer was no. Now, granted, there were there was a lot of things that I was doing that I shouldn't have been doing that I had to keep doing to keep the business going, but I slowly started firing myself from jobs that I had no business doing. I mean, I was granted, I went to school and I, I did accounting and I know how to do accounting, but I fired myself from that. And I eventually I had to, uh, you know, fire an accountant that I hired because she wasn't the right fit, but you can see how that kind of works. And there was every pain point in the business and Hussein, where I really started to figure this out was in year three of, of one of the businesses, I was sitting back one day and I was just so angry and I literally looked at the ceiling and I, I said, why, why, why am I so angry right now? Cause I didn't even know. And that was a, that was a very good inflection point. And what I started doing was just spending, you know, this is a simple thing that anybody can do five minutes in the morning, spend five minutes. As soon as you wake up, don't touch your phone. Don't look at the news. Don't read the newspaper or whatever. Don't start your day. Just sit there for five minutes, you know, meditate or pray or, or do whatever you need to do but start your day with some intentionality and, and focus. And, and what that'll help you do is it'll help you to just kind of be a little bit more uh, in the moment. And when you do get angry, you can ask yourself, why did I get angry? Or why, what is bothering me? 
And a lot of times in the business world as an early entrepreneur, if I was angry, I could then identify why I was upset. That would make my, <laughs> my temper and my anger come down a little bit. And then I would go, okay, now I need a plan in the next three months to replace you know, this part portion of the business and to rehire, you know, I, I'm going to start interviewing and hiring for this portion of the business. Mm. Um, and so th I think that was kind of the, the next big jump um, that I took was just firing myself from from those jobs that I had no business doing. Yeah, it's good to know. It's good to know your strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. So that leads me to, to the other thing, which is like you doing this, knowing your strengths and weaknesses makes you a human make you a high performer right it makes us as humans know what we are really good at and we will double down on that instead of just focusing on something with that we are not really good at and we can delegate to other people and they do that for us which is not not bad idea actually because basically <laughs> simple math doing that you are doing benefit other people you will pay them for that that's a business that you are doing at the same time you accelerate accelerate the productivity for yourself and for example your business so do, what do you think are let's say the biggest highlights of a higher performer yeah so especially in business you're i think you're going to bump into the the issue of spending money on on the new idea that you have so generally speaking, if you're firing yourself from a job, then you have to hire somebody for that job. And there's going to be, there's going to be that hurdle um, that I think a lot of people will place in, in front of themselves versus removing the hurdle. And what I mean by that, and, and this applies to business and life and being a fighter pilot is not, is not, um, I can't, uh, I can't afford to hire an accountant or I can't, uh, you know, I can't make this change in my life because of X, Y, and Z. Um, and I think the more important word to use there is how can I change or how can I afford that? Or how can I make this change? And then you allow yourself, you open a big door that allows your brain to be creative and you mm -hmm. may not have the answer. And you may just tell what I've started doing, um, is I just tell my brain to work on something. Um, because I'm, I'm sick of worrying about it or thinking about it. So I just go, Hey, I have this problem, work on it. And I, I try my best to just focus on, focus on other things in the day. I'll write it down or whatever. And it's, it's one of those pain points, or it's something that I want to take care of. Um, but that allows my brain to, uh, then my subconscious brain, even when I'm sleeping to work on that problem. And then you'll be, you know, your intentionality, your focus throughout a day, you'll start to see something that might fix that pain point. And it might've been a much different thing than you initially thought. Um, however, that's, that's, that's been very helpful to me because you'll even, you might even bump into somebody. And if you gave yourself that permission to go, well, how, how do I do this? You might bump into somebody that's not the person that's going to help you, but they may have the answer and point you in the right direction. Um, but if you just said, oh, I can't afford it. You've now shut, shut all conversation off. You've shut any sort of, um, you know, periphery things that could come up that might solve your problem. Um, and I think that's a, that's a very important piece to just living daily life is, you know, if, if you don't like where you live and you want to move into something a little bit nicer, or you don't, you don't like what your business is doing and you want to make a little bit more money or, or whatever that happens to be, just ask yourself, well, how, 
and 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 a lot of those questions you'll you'll get your brain will get creative and you'll start moving down that path yeah that's very important like you mentioned sometimes also we kind of as humans we need sometimes to take things off or away maybe turn things off or brain off because if we keep thinking of things and especially things might turn into negative things but when you yeah. take off your mind a little bit, like you mentioned, sometimes or not sometimes, but actually a lot of time, all the time, our brain works even when we are sleeping. So this is this kind of bring the creative things that we think about already, or sometimes it could be a new idea. Maybe like I mean, also about some people that come along in your life, right? So we can talk about certain things, new ideas come in. So. In your experience, how important it is, do you think, like having this, especially that you transform not only from your fighter pilot experience and you transform now into books and you have your business? What what, what was your reason to do that, basically? <laughs> so we talked about it um, kind of early on in the episode, which is just building, building on what you've already done. And I think that that starts with as, as simple as it sounds, it starts with the first step. So just take, you know, you, you can worry about this big mountain in front of you, or you can just take the next step. And um, Hussein, I never, ever thought that I would write a book. Um, and so what ended up happening was I had been a, you know, I'd, I had, I had done a lot of things as a, as a, a kid that maybe a lot of kids don't get to do. Um, I grew up playing music. So we did a lot of traveling and I played in a a family band. Um, I was a downhill ski instructor. Um, you know, we grew up out in the country, so we got to experience, um, things a little bit differently. And then as, as I became a pilot, um, I just took the next step. So I, I went to school and I started taking aviation related classes, which then introduced me to the people that worked in the aviation department. And then I started taking flight lessons, which I didn't think I was going to be able to do. And so I just started taking all these little steps one after the other. And then fast forward 10, 12, 14 years later, I'm now a fighter pilot instructor and I have all of my past experiences. And I had started a real estate business where we would buy multifamily real estate, um, small apartments essentially, and we would renovate them and then rent them out. And, and all of this stuff is going on. And um, a guy that I uh, came by, he helped me write my first book, which was essentially to solve a pain point that I had in my business, which was if I needed investors, passive investors to invest in an apartment complex, I needed to be able to, to have a lead generation machine and I need to have the back end of it when somebody says, yes, I'm interested. So that's kind of why I wrote my first book. It wasn't to sell books. It was literally to give my book to somebody that said, Hey, I'm interested in that. And then they could read the book on their own time. And if it fit their world, then it saved me hours of explaining what we were going to do. Yeah. So that's, that's where the whole book thing came from. Now, when COVID hit, we had a class that was um, learning how to fly fighter jets and they were really struggling. So I started sending them short messages once a week via email and then Eventually, after five or six classes, I got tired of doing that. So I automated it into a website so that they could sign up on their own. And then I started asking fighter pilots if they wanted to publish their story. 
And, and then that's where the single seat wisdom series books came from. So mm -hmm. it all just kind of built on itself. Um, I really didn't foresee that that would happen. It just kind of happened organically by taking the next step. Mm -hmm. Now I, I, I say that, and it's, it's been cool to look back and go, we've done all this stuff, but during that time, and, and I'm not smart enough to, to coin this phrase, but I was do, I was very, I was, I call it busyness but it wasn't the right business. Mm -hmm. So I did a lot of things where I was busy and doing stuff um, and I could have gotten to the same end result. But again, I didn't fire myself from those jobs. And I think that there's maybe a little bit of a lesson in that as you go, you'll learn what you need to fire yourself from. So be easy on yourself. Um, but now that we are you know, publishing books and fighter pilot stories, um, that business itself, single seat mindset, um, we give all of the profits to a children's cancer nonprofit. So there's a much bigger why uh, in my mind than, than just for money. And I think that's kind of the biggest thing that I learned um, after being a fighter pilot, writing books and doing all this stuff is that the business, you know, I've owned three businesses now. One, I stopped doing even though it was profitable, but it was all about money and it started to burn me out and mm -hmm. it wasn't the right why. And so I think as you go, as you start building your business, you need to ask yourself that question. Why, why am I building this? If it's just for money, um, that's not a compelling enough reason to roll out of bed every morning. Yeah, that's very important. Like you mentioned, because you're talking about going to the next steps. A lot of people in life or in business are all afraid about the next steps. Like there is always fear of, of something, the fear of failure, fear of success, fear of the unknown, fear maybe of criticism from other people. You won't succeed. So people should think of things that, first of all, you have this one life, <laughs> right? Yeah. Second, you will... You might succeed, you might not. If if you succeed, great, taking the next steps. If not, this failure will let you take a detour, let's say, into the path that you want. So if you don't fail, you won't know your path to success, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I, you know, I think there's there's a there's a big lesson in there is that you know take that first step, and as you take that first step, I think a lot of people would be asking the question, rightfully so, well, how? And so um, something that's very easy to remember that, that we use as fighter pilots every single day that works in business, it works in life, it works with your family, um, your relationships. And um, there's an author in Single Seat Wisdom Volume 2, and his um, call sign is Box. Uh, it's Box Johnson, and he's a fighter pilot, test pilot, and he's actually an astronaut. And he wrote a chapter in that book called Plan, Execute, Debrief. And it's a very simple thing that we do as fighter pilots um, that anybody can apply. So you're like, okay, I want to take that first step. Well, you need to have a plan, all right? And so what does that plan look like? Well, everybody's different. There are people that like to over plan and they never get started. And there's the people that just jump right into it and don't have any plan at all. So no know where you are on that spectrum. If you're one that just starts right away, I'm, I'm closer to that side. I just want to get going and I'll figure it out along the way. Um, if you are that kind of person like me, then you need to have somebody that you can go, Hey, you need to bounce your plan off of them. Hey, this is kind of where I'm going and, and put your pride behind you. Like we had talked about earlier. 
um, but plan enough to get going. And then if you're the person that is stuck in, you know, what they call analysis paralysis, where you're just, you're stuck in this planning phase forever and you never get started, that's not going to work. So you need somebody like me on your team that says, Hey, your plan's good. Let's get going. So the next step is that execution portion of the plan. And you can plan, execute and debrief every single day. You can wake up in the morning. Like I talked about, spend those five minutes in the morning, at least kind of focus on what, where we're going. And then during your day, you can execute uh, that plan. And then the debrief portion of it, or the, the, the wrap up to that at the end of the day, you need to go, well, did we actually execute our plan correctly? And if not, then you tweak your plan a little bit so that the next day you're executing on that higher level. Now, granted, you can do that every day on for small things, but for a big project, if you're starting a business that may be multiple years, but there are going to be small aspects to that business that you plan, execute, debrief. And mm -hmm. it's a very easy thing. It's just three things to remember. Plan, execute, debrief, start your plan, get enough to get going. As you execute it, you could even be debriefing yourself as you're executing, going, hey, is this working? And if not, change. You know, if you're, it's the classic, if you're flipping a light switch on and the light isn't coming on, then you turn it off and turn it back on a second time. Well, don't keep doing that because it's obviously not working. There needs to be, something else needs to change. Yeah. Um, and Action. so I think a lot of people, yeah. Yeah. Action always beats uh, planning any time of the day. Like I mentioned, you can tweak along the way because when you do the action, you know that this is going to work or not. If it's a dead end, dead road, or it's going an, an open path. So very important planning and putting the paper. That's one thing, but actually doing the thing is different because I'm 100% sure that things when go, when they are physically taken out, when you are doing it basically yourself, things are going to be a little bit different than planned and things will change along the way. But yeah. The most important thing is to keep doing your action until you actually reach your goal. Because we also, if we don't take action, nothing will happen. We just dream. And when we dream, the dreams die. So you don't want to do that. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. couldn't have said it better. Yeah, but then so your, your, yeah, your actions then build competence within that, that, that field that you're working in. And you can, you can shoot to be the genius in your field. Like you talked about earlier, that the, the person that is more or less just it's, it's happening automatically every day, but you would have never gotten there if you didn't take those actions. And you talked about earlier, the failure piece of it, when you fail, you learn what doesn't work. So that's a very good life lesson to have. Mm -hmm. So as you take action, just realize it will hurt sometimes you have to put your pride behind you. You'll make a lot of mistakes, especially if you're in business or as an entrepreneur, um, but just get over it and, and move on. Learn from that, debrief yourself, and then retweak your plan and execute at a higher level the next time. Yeah. So which do you think is a better educator for us humans? Do you think reading books is better or do you think our experiences and learning about other people's experiences is better? Um. I think whatever you do as your take your, the, your own actions are what are going to help you learn what works. So I, I would tend to think that maybe other people's experiences, but if that's also contained within a book, if the book is about a story and experience and a lesson learned that you can then put, put into action. Um, I think ultimately like 
you know, if anybody was like, well, what is, what is one word that's going to help you as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, it's action because action, even if it's the wrong action, like you said, you're going to learn from that. Well, that's the wrong trail to run down. Everybody come back here to start. We'll start over again, but at least you knew that that was the wrong one. So you can discount that one the next time. Cause you know, it doesn't work. Yeah, definitely. So Dominic, can you add something? here to the success grid nation that would benefit them immediately and they can apply even if it's one tip or takeaway. Yeah. So I think just to summarize what we had talked about today is, is that morning in the morning, when you start your day is you have to pause for five minutes. If you don't pause for five minutes, I can't help you. I used to try to get 15 or 30 minutes of just completely peace and quiet in the morning. But if you're married and you have kids and you own a business, you know that that might not happen. So <laughs> I have, I've come back to going at least five minutes of my day in the morning is where I can start. And then I just go, where am I going today? And that could mean Hussein, that could mean on, um, because I'm Christian on Sunday, Sunday is the day where I'm not doing business. So I have to focus on the family and the kids and, and that. So just getting your focus right when you start the day, um, and then the last piece of that is, is plan, execute, debrief. So build your plan and then during the day, execute it at the end of the day, be honest with yourself and say, was that luck? Did I, did I achieve that? Or did I make a lot of money or did I start a business based on luck? Or was that actually part of the plan? And then if I failed, don't shy away from those failures, use those, um, so that you can execute at a higher level next time. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Dominic. Where can people get in touch with you, learn more about you and about your books, and they can also get them from uh, from there? Singleseatmindset.com is our, uh, we'll call it our launch pad, our runway. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to see afterburner results, uh, like we do as a fighter pilot, um, we are building the online, the largest online group of fighter pilots, and I, we're over 50 now, um, so it's not just me. Um, but there's um, a free program on there called The Competent Wingman. And the thing that we focus on the most are short messages. So not some, it's not this big lengthy um, program. It's just short little messages, just like our books. They're easy to read. You can put them into action and you can get going and you're not committing yourself to this 400 page novel that you may never get through. <laughs> well that's amazing you are like 50 or more than 50 fighter pilots that's like uh, a mastermind of a mastermind yeah. of uh, great action takers and disciplined persons people yeah yeah, yeah. You, that's you amazing yeah well thank you dom slice for being here in this episode with me on the success great podcast thank you Hussein. i had a great time